listeners, welcome to the Beyond Writing Podcast, brought to you by Bright Little Light Press. I'm your host, Dakari Carey, and today I'm going to give you a little bit of a general update on our hiatus and talk a little bit about the self-publishing conference that I attended over the weekend. And we'll resume our regular programming next week, but I figure I've been gone for a while, and for those of you who have been following along I would like to let you know why and give you some updates on what's been going on with Bright Little Light Press and also sort of initial thoughts on the conference I attended. And then for future podcasts in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking more in depth about some of those um, topics from the conference. So first, we have relocated. Bright Little Light Press is now coming to you from southwestern Vermont. We were formerly located just outside of Boston. And a large part of the reason for this relocation was financial. It's much cheaper in southwestern Vermont than it is in Boston proper. So we're able to reduce our overhead costs. And this was also a personal move for my husband and I, Kay Rhodes, who's been uh, guest hosting occasionally on the podcast. And for us, we wanted to be further away from the city. We've lived in Boston for over a decade And we're ready to get out into the mountains a little bit. So now we are surrounded by mountains in all directions. It takes us forever to get anywhere, but it's glorious. I love it. Um, One of the things that I'm looking forward to as a result of the move is getting more in touch with independent bookstores. That's one of the things that sort of came to my attention over the weekend at the conference. There is a lot of opportunity when you reach out to independent bookstores because they're sort of... I mean, dying a slow death, let's be honest here, because of Amazon, they really want programming and interesting events that can bring people out to the bookstores. They will buy books. So most independent bookstores are very receptive to hosting author readings or other types of events that may draw a crowd. So we're very excited to have an independent bookstore in our new town. And Vermont as a state has 13 independent bookstores, which I look forward to touring personally. And hopefully we can set up some events with some of these to help promote the books. And as we do that, we'll share how that goes to you. So if you're thinking about doing that yourself, you will have some inside tips. One of the neat things about the move, the lower overhead costs, uh, was sort of brought to my attention at the conference. And We were talking a little bit about um, traditional publishing versus self-publishing, and specifically this was around traditional publishers and their overhead, and one of the presenters put up a slide that has a picture of the top five traditional publishers based in New York. They have these massive, massive headquarter buildings, like more than 20 stories each. Um, They have these elaborate offices around the world that cost a lot of money to maintain and staff, And that is all overhead that has to be funded. It has to be funded by the books they sell. So for you as an author, when you try to sell your books to one of these traditional publishers, the burden of all that overhead is sort of resting on your back. It's based on how well your book sales do and the sales of other books. Um, One of the other statistics that they shared with us, which I hadn't been aware of before, is that a lot of traditional publishers rely on roughly 5% of their Um, book options to produce 95% of their income. So for the other 95% of the books that they publish, 
you're only expected to produce around 5% of their income. So they're really looking for these books that are really going to hit it big and produce a lot of money. But for most authors, that's not you. Um, it's for like the Hillary Clinton and the Barack Obama and, you know, the um, entertainment people who sell their stories and make a lot of money. So for mid-list authors who are not generating that kind of income, the resources of a traditional publisher are not going to be devoted very heavily to you. They're going to be devoted toward those big money makers. This is something we have talked about before here on the podcast, and it was interesting to see other authors sharing their experiences with this personally and how it uh, made them decide to go self-publishing route versus going with one of the traditional publishers, even when that was an option for them. So it's something to think about and keep in mind, and we'll talk more about it in some upcoming podcasts. Uh, as an update from Bright Little Light Press, I wanted to let you know, we are behind on our publishing schedule for this year. Due to the move and the subsequent stuff that had to be set up in Vermont, there's some business transfer stuff that had to happen and various other things. Uh, we just weren't able to keep on top of our publishing schedule like we had planned. So we were planning to release a book at the end of the summer. We're planning to release a book in the fall or the winter. And now all of that stuff is getting pushed back. I'm not sure at this point whether any of it's going to get released in 2017. It may be pushed off to 2018. And we'll talk about uh, some reasons behind that in future podcasts as well, about planning your release date and whether or not it's a good idea to release at the end of a year. Um, but in the meantime... We do have other books in the pipeline. They are coming. We're just running behind. And it's very unfortunate for our authors that we're running behind. And again, I'll talk more about this in a future episode. But just to keep you in the loop, if you've been sort of following along, you'll see other books on our website that are not yet published. We need to get that updated, but they're coming probably in the next few months, likely in 2018. The conference that I attended over the weekend was the Book Baby Independent Authors Conference. And I had booked this conference early in the year, in June or July, and I there wasn't a lot of programming available on the website when I booked it. So I wasn't able to see what sort of um, skill level or experience level this conference was tailored toward. I just thought it might be a good networking opportunity to meet independent authors who might be looking for publishers and get an idea of what types of questions people have about the publishing process. So uh, unfortunately for me, there wasn't much to be gained in terms of new information from this conference, because most of the attendees at the conference were just starting out in their self-publishing journey, and a lot of the programming at the conference was tailored toward that. So there were a couple of sessions that were a little bit more useful for more advanced self-publishing individuals, and one of those was a session around um, utilizing Goodreads to help you advance your author career. And we're definitely going to do a podcast about that in the future. But there was also a lot of information and actually repetitive information about targeting your market, figuring out who your audience is, developing your brand. And these are all things we've already covered on the Beyond Writing podcast. On the one hand, it's great to know that we're on target and this is really helpful content for people who are just starting out. On the other hand, we had something like three or four sessions that repeated almost the exact same information. So the quality of the programming, I was a little bit unhappy with. It was the first time that Book Baby put on this conference, so to give them the benefit of the doubt, they may have just not had enough experience in planning these types of events. In future, I may or may not go back to this conference and or recommend it to people 
It really depends on how they approach some of the feedback I left. So one of the big takeaways for me from this conference was there were a lot of people who are interested in self-publishing their books or traditionally publishing and maybe getting more insight into how they might approach a traditional publisher with more better results. Um, but there was a lot of information being provided that was not necessarily in the interest of the aspiring authors at the conference. What I mean by this, it's a really diplomatic way for me to say this, but I'm just going to have to come right out and say it. Um, many of the vendors and even BookBaby who put on the conference were there to make money. They're not there to give authors information out of the goodness of their heart. So many of the vendors in the exhibit hall were giving out information that was inaccurate and misleading at best to downright deceptive. And I'm going to talk in more detail about those types of things in upcoming podcasts. But one thing I wanted you to keep in mind as you go through your publishing journey, whether you self-publish or you publish traditionally, make sure you think about who is giving you information. You should know whether or not they actually know what they're talking about. There were a couple of um, speakers at this conference who actually were giving out inaccurate information. And I don't know if it's because the information has changed since they wrote the book or they prepared their presentation or if they just don't know that much about the thing they're talking about. Um, but you, as a author who wants to publish, you need to think about who is giving you the advice, whether or not it, they're authoritative, look at their other advice. And it's really difficult because until you know a lot about the industry, you don't know when information is inaccurate. So you sort of have to trust your gut and look at the information that's being provided and see if it's really similar to other types of information that are being provided. Um, if it is, it could be that that's because this is really good information that's industry standard knowledge, and so definitely take it to heart. It could also be because this person doesn't really know what they're talking about, so they've got the same general talking points that a number of other people have about this topic. So you really need to educate yourself especially if you're going to pay anyone money for anything. And that includes whether or not you're going to buy books by supposed experts or whether or not you're going to pay vendors for their services. You really need to look out for your own interests because they are not looking out for your interests. They may say that, oh, they started this business to help out so-and-so, but that's not true. People start businesses to make money. If they're not making money on it, they can't afford to do it. They wouldn't be spending money and time going to conferences. So it is a money-making proposition for people. And it may be difficult for some of you to think about because people have really good sales pitches, or maybe you just like helping people yourself. And so you believe it when people say, oh, I'm here to help people, also to make money, but mostly to help people. Generally, that's not true. If a business is going to succeed, it has to be the other way around. They have to make money first and then help people second. So when you are the customer, or even worse, when you are the product, you need to really be self-interested when you're evaluating the information they're giving you. Another thing you can think about is, are they trying to sell you something? How much does it cost? What are comparable services going to cost? So again, um, this was the book baby 
conference. And Book Baby is an organization that offers self-publishing or publishing assistance, publishing services for authors who want to self-publish. That includes things like giving you an ISBN, an ISBN number, helping you with uh, cover design, like hooking you up with a designer, hooking you up with an interior designer. They also offer editing services and various other services that a self-publishing author might want to buy. The problem is the services that BookBaby is providing to you are priced higher than other um, industry services. So, for example, they had a package that they were offering for $1,300, and the content of that package was something like a book cover design, which you can get elsewhere for $1 to $500, depending on the designer. And these are good designers, too. Um, book design, interior design, like book layout, and you can get that for... You can do it yourself with some software programs, so there's no cost, it's just your time. Or you can pay someone $75 to $200 to do the book design for you. So between those two costs, at the maximum range, you're looking at $700. Then there's the cost for an ISBN number, and you can buy these yourself directly from Bowker. They are the organization that tracks and sells these. And... Depending on the size of the block you buy, if you buy just one ISBN, I think it's something like $125. But if you buy a block of a large set of numbers, which you're going to want if you're also going to publish a paperback and an ebook and an audiobook, every one of those different formats has to have a different ISBN number. So then you could buy a block and save money. So maybe you'd be paying $75 to $100 per number. So let's just say you buy only one number, so the maximum cost for these services if you do them yourself. We're looking at $500 for a book, uh, $200 for design, and $125 for an ISBN number. So that's $825. BookBaby is charging you $12.99 for these same services. So obviously the costs they're passing on to you are higher than if you go out and hire people to do these things yourself. Um, Some of the other uh, items that they listed in their um, package, you can actually do yourself for no cost at all. Um, something like distribution to multiple outlets. When you publish through Ingram Spark, for example, you can automatically, you can click a button that says, I would like to be distributed everywhere that you distribute. And that includes things like Barnes and Noble, the Kobo platform, Amazon, and you could also do this individually yourself. There's no cost to publish to any of those platforms. So the fact that BookBaby is selling this to you as an, a service and they're associating it with some sort of package cost that has a value, that's a little bit misleading. There's more. I don't really want to get into it. I don't want to cast dispersions. If you are interested in the convenience of not having to hunt down all these different services individually, then you may be willing to pay an extra $400 or whatever it is for the convenience fee for BookBaby. But the way I look at it, $400 is a pretty substantial chunk of change that you could use to publish a second book, or depending on what your costs are, even more than that. If you can keep your initial costs down to $400, you can publish three books for what you're going to pay BookBaby to publish one book. So be a little bit wary of the services you're offered. Do your best to break them down and try to compare apples and apples because when they do things like bundle all these services up into a package, authors who are less experienced don't really know how to price them individually. 
So just go down the list and figure out what it takes to do those things individually and whether or not the cost is worthwhile to you. Another thing related to whether or not people are trying to sell you something, uh, one of the vendors at the exhibit hall at this conference is an organization that sells reviews. So we've spoken about this previously a little bit on the podcast, on the Beyond Writing podcast. And one of the things we've said is Amazon has very strict rules about paying for reviews. You can't do it. If you do, you get banned. This isn't that type of review. This is more like a professional trade publication review where they say things about your book that you can then excerpt and use on your book cover, on your website and marketing materials, on your Amazon listing as a blurb. And the idea is that they are an established authority and they have given your book a review. So now you have a real review that you can cite on various sources. There are mixed opinions on whether there's value in that. Um, There was actually a different session at the conference where the session presenter was saying, never pay for reviews. And this is largely because the review that you're paying four or six or $700 for isn't really going to impress anyone. If you are trying to impress an industry insider, for example, if you want a traditional publisher to see the fact that you have a review there, or maybe they've said something nice about your book in the review, traditional publishers know who these paid outlets are. They know, for example, that this company is a paid review company. So that means that the review just doesn't have as much credibility to them versus something like an editorial review that was given to you or a critical review that was given to you by someone just because they read your book and wanted to write a review. Um, The other thing to think about is the average reader. So if you want to use your review for marketing purposes, like you want to sell more books on Amazon, the average reader doesn't know who these organizations are and doesn't really care. Most readers don't bother to go down the list of book editorial reviews and read them. They look at the number of star ratings and what the star rating is. So if you have 150 reviews on Amazon and you have four stars, people are going to look at that statistic and not care that you have five or 12 editorial reviews. So this organization is trying to sell you something that many people feel you don't actually need. And you as an author are the only person who can make your own decision about that. You have to evaluate what you may gain from it and what you're going to pay for it. But this is the type of service where I really want you to be aware whether or not there's value in what you're paying money for. Because as a self-publishing author, or if you're trying to kickstart a traditional publishing career by self-publishing you need to be very cognizant of all the costs of the services you're you're acquiring for yourself because you have to make that money back in sales or else you're paying money for people to read your book. Uh, I don't want to dive too deep or hit this horse too hard, but just keep this in mind when you're shopping for services or when you're getting advice about publishing because the person giving you advice may be self-interested and have a, something to sell you. So for example, this organization that sells paid reviews They actually had a representative at the session about reviews in the uh, conference, and the company that offers the paid reviews spoke up in the middle of the author's session saying, no, 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 we completely disagree with what you're saying. We think paid reviews are really valuable, and we think you're doing a disservice 
by telling authors not to pay for reviews. So they actually spoke up and made a really um, lengthy case, which is where some of this information I just gave you about paid reviews came from. But they're not speaking up because they believe in paid reviews. They're speaking up because their company is a company that offers you paid reviews and they want to make money from you in order for you to get a paid review from them. So the self-interest in that person speaking up in that session made the validity of what they had to say a little bit suspect. That's all. When in doubt, if it's something that you don't know about, get a second opinion. Look for information on the internet about the topic. Uh, Look for other companies that provide a similar service. Talk to other authors who are either published already or are looking to publish. Find out what they have to say about this. If you think you might be looking at something that you don't need or you're not sure about the cost or you're not sure how valid the information is, whether it's good advice or not, get a second opinion. And just to clear the air, Bright Little Light Press has nothing to make money from. We are a publishing organization. We publish books. We're not offering paid courses for authors to learn how to publish better. We're not selling books on how to publish or how to self-publish. We're not selling you tickets to a conference. Literally, I am a person who owns an independent publishing organization, has been involved with traditional publishing and now self-publishing, and wants to pass on the information I've gained to other people who may want to publish. So there is literally zero way for me to make money from this right now. I'm just doing this as a passion project. And therefore, I'd like to think that the information I'm giving you can be trusted. But I want you to know this is where I'm coming from. So maybe you'd rather take someone else's advice. Maybe you'd prefer to talk to an agent or a lawyer or a traditional publishing professional and find out what their take is. And that's great. Definitely get everybody's information, get everyone's opinion, and then make up your own mind based on what values are most important for you. Okay, I've spoken longer than I planned to about certain elements of the conference, and I want to really dive deep into some of these topics in future podcasts. So for now, I'm just going to leave this here. I will say that there is an organization I've been aware of for some time, and at this conference, I had the opportunity to speak with the Director of Marketing and Programming. Um, His name is Lee Wend, and the organization is the Independent Book Publishers Association, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes. Based on the conversations that I had with Lee, and looking over what the IBPA has to offer in terms of conferences, and books, and educational opportunities... I am really happy to have had this conversation, and I definitely would advocate the Independent Book Publishers Association to people who are interested in publishing. Whether you want to self-publish or learn more about reaching traditional publishers, they have a lot of good educational content. So finally, I have joined the Independent Book Publishers Association, and I'm looking forward to possibly attending their conference in April. And I'm definitely going to be going through some of their educational materials and hopefully maybe able to share some of that with you as I uncover what they have to offer. But it wasn't all bad. I had this really good um, discovery and these good conversations with Lee while I was there. And his sessions were also spot on. Uh, He spoke a little bit about targeting your audience 
And these are, again, things we've covered here on the Beyond Writing podcast. I 100% agreed with what he was saying and thought he was doing it in a way that's really easy to digest. So good job, Lee. I'm happy to now be a member of the Independent Book Publishers Association. And for those of you who want more educational materials, I encourage you to check them out. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Another thing that I spoke about when we talked about what you might get out of a conference as an author, um, I was really happy about. I did make some good personal contacts at the conference. So I met some people who were at a similar stage in their career, and we traded tips about various publication techniques and different marketing techniques and tool providers. So that was really cool. Um, More importantly, I met some people who were just interesting to know. So there are people who I ended up going out to dinner with on multiple nights and lunch with on the last day of the conference and just really had formed some good relationships that I'm happy to take forward with me into the future. Um, So it's really not a total loss that I went to this conference. I didn't get much in terms of educational content. I did find out more about a good organization, the IBPA, and I formed some new friendships, which I'm very happy about. And a couple of uh, professional networking relationships, which could be helpful in the future. So maybe not what I was hoping for, but worth attending at least once just to have been there. Thanks for joining us again. Next week, I'm going to dive a little deeper into some of the topics that we've discussed at the conference and really give you a little bit of an education. Um, I also intend to talk at some point more about these vendors who are providing services that are a little bit exploitative. And I haven't decided yet whether I want to name names. So I want to really be thoughtful about how I approach that. Um, But if you do have questions about those things, obviously you can contact us. As always, if you have questions you'd like us to cover or things you'd like us to talk about here on the Beyond Writing podcast, hit us up on Twitter at BLL Press or on Facebook at BLL Press, or on our website at brightlittlelight.press. And as always, happy to chat with you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week with hopefully some more educational content. Bye!